0: Today we're going to talk about medicine, more specifically the one type of medicine that people have never tried, which is their own medicine. Also, we're going to talk about a cartoon character and why I feel like I identify with this person and he might be my spirit animal. And the main topic for today is going to be rules, exceptions and consequences and what all the damn confusion is surrounding them all. This and more on the Chico Demandwell Show. Let's get started. To the Chico De Manuel Show. As you probably already guessed, I'm your host, Chico De Manuel. Uh, it's a good day. Uh, I think every day is a good day, you know. Uh, today is a Sunday. For whatever reason, I'm not gonna put days and numbers and all that type. of not. It's not this month, this day. But today is Sunday. Uh, I had the the benefit of waking up real early this morning. I got up at about like seven o'clock which I didn't think I would do because I kind of passed out last night. I didn't really have any kind of idea of when I was going to wake up. I didn't have any alarm set, but I woke up. The sun was up. It was a sunny day. There's been a, a absence of sunny days lately in Las Vegas lately, which is uh, unusual to say the least. So I woke up and I saw the sun was up and I was delighted by that. Uh, Sunday morning tends to be a more of a peaceful kind of time in Las Vegas because uh, most people are hungover and it's not a lot going on on Sunday morning like you can just tell by the traffic like the, the streets are clear it's just a, a calmness it kind of just sets over like it's, it's just it's one of the best times to step outdoors in this town and something crossed my mind I was just telling my girlfriend this not not too long ago just to get my appetizer going which I'm gonna stop saying it's to appetizer I'm gonna just do it you know I don't know if you notice I'm changing the setup here but like I said I get better with time. I digress. Yeah, so I'm just sitting here. I'm just waking up and I cooked a real good breakfast. I went and got me some, another saucepan and a skillet so I could multitask better in the kitchen and I cooked a big breakfast. I cooked like some waffles, some hash browns, eggs, bacon, had some grits in the mix. Like it was just really, really good. I cooked a plate for my girl. I woke her up. We ate it. And uh, not a thing went to waste. Like all the coffee was drank. All the chocolate milk was drank. Everything on both of our plates was eaten. There was no excess. It was just real satisfying. And it's not often I just kind of get to just sit back and fold my arms and kind of have a smug sense of satisfaction. Like, you know what? I did that shit right and I did it good. And everything went exactly how it was supposed to go. You know, there's uh, a shortage of that. Like I feel like in life, with as unpredictable as it is and as capricious as things could be, like nothing's really guaranteed to go exactly how you want it to go. So when you get something that just goes off exactly how it's supposed to go, without a hitch, without a regret, without a complaint or a grievance of any of any form or fashion, I think you just gotta take a second and admire that. Like just everything is happening how it's supposed to, f- for once or at once. And it's a good feeling, and it got me thinking, you know, it's always something to be grateful for, like, at any given moment. Like, just right now, like, a year ago at this time, my ass was homeless on the streets of Las Vegas. I was living in a fucking tent. I was just coming up on finding a job, making my little money work for me, and I was determined to get myself out of that situation. And if you look at me now, I got the privilege and the honor of sitting up here in my apartment recording this podcast... Rolling a blunt of some mighty fine weed, and I don't have a complaint in the world. Like, you know, I got my house looking nice and 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 roomy, and it's it's comfortable. I got a clock on the wall, got some artwork. Everything's not a, a a jumbled mess. Like it's order, and it's a sense of peace of mind. That I I is is the most important thing to me. Like having my peace of mind is something that I could never undervalue appraised incorrectly just it's, it's something really re- rewarding about that and cooking that breakfast as good as I did just made me sit back and just appreciate everything I have like I've got an apartment full of furniture like it's it's full of furniture it feels like an apartment but I didn't pay for a single piece of furniture in here This this futon I'm sitting on my sister got it for me as a gift I've got reclining chairs with cup holders in the middle and shit. I've got a glass table in my dining room with decorative flowers that I didn't buy. I got chairs. They don't match, but I've got places to sit. It's a degree of comfort here. I got an ottoman. I got a folding table. Like I got like all just lamps and mirrors, coat racks, and I got this this table that I found. Like I just came up on everything. And it's something about it that just makes me innately and inherently I mean appreciative of just what I got going on like this TV this the the dresser that is sitting on the fucking speakers that went with it like I've been so fucking fortunate just in this past year the things I've achieved like this is the first time I'm about to be 31 in a couple of months this is my first time getting my own apartment like having my own like and just being able to look around and look at things, be the way they are, the way they're supposed to be, and I'm just happy. It's it's not like the type of happiness that comes and goes. Like Even if I lose this or things change for me, like I'll always be able to look back on these moments finally. And it's something no one can take from me. Like it's, It's a milestone for me. I'm happy with it. I'm looking to set a lot more milestones and achieve a lot more milestones as we progress throughout this year and as things go on, but... I'll always be able to look back on this time here and know it, at least at a point I did things right and it could be a barometer for me and how I want things to play out and go on as, as my life progresses, you know? I'm not complaining. It's always something to be grateful for. So if that's the case, I virtu- shouldn't spend virtually any time complaining because I know how some people out there are living their life and I ain't gonna front. I would not trade that shit. I would not trade my life for a life of more suffering, more undue punishment, more negativity. Like, why? It's fucking stupid. So, just wanted to start off with that tidbit. If you're you're struggling if things ain't going your way, you gotta hang in there, man. Find something to be grateful for. Find a way to twist that perspective and turn that shit into something that's gonna benefit you. You might even have to lie to yourself a, a slight bit, but it's a little white lie to yourself. Like, you just need to get through it. That's the most important part. With that being said... Let's get on to the third place topic of the day. All right. Third place topic. Something I noticed as usual. Um, How can I word this? A lot of people don't know that when it comes to debating a particular topic or when we're in a discussion where we don't necessarily agree or there's there's uh, I want to say conflict but like there's contempt to some degree or a disagreement that's ensuing um, i people like to just say things because i think there's some type of positive stigma per se there's there's some type of high associated with being right. But not just with being right. There's a high associated with feeling like you're right. And some people just want to win arguments. People don't necessarily want to have a seat at the table or have a meaningful discussion. They just want to win arguments. They just want the ability to be able to say it to say, yeah, motherfucker, I got you to say what I wanted to say, or yeah, I win, I'm right. They're looking for some type of moral superiority in the form of winning pointless arguments. And I personally love it when people try to do this shit to me because I don't give a damn about winning arguments as much as I care about living correctly and like, you know, doing things that make sense or like finding peace or finding compromise in the areas that need it the most in my life. I don't give a shit about winning an argument like half the time almost more than half the time I'll say I'm the loudest motherfucker in the room so as long as I could be more domineering and win over whatever the crowd is I can win an argument but like that victory doesn't have as much doesn't, doesn't mean that much to me people like to people notice I'm very literal in the sense that if you say what you mean mean what you say don't say something if you don't actually have any intention to live up to what you said because actions speak louder than words and words are basically alone on your actions like if you say you're gonna do something that's like okay me buying the story and waiting for my return which is you committing to the action in which you said you would do so when people say shit and I hold them to what they say Most often in a situation where they haven't done what they said, but I hold them to what they say. Naturally, they'll try to do it to me. But I think people try this because they're expecting for one, they feel like I'm I've got some kind of advantage. They don't, which isn't true. I just use my advantages to my advantage which is just paying attention and remembering what someone said and holding them accountable to their word. And people think, by them doing that to me, since they were so caught off guard when I did it to them, I'm not going to see it coming. And that's absolutely ludicrous. That's ridiculous. How could you ever reach that conclusion? Like, just because you have a— you're like a Yu-Gi-Oh card that's got 3,200 attack and 100 defense— Like yeah, you could blow somebody off the map But somebody could just as easily Return fire and blow you off the map Like you've got a great offense But you've got Your only defense is your offense And if your offense for whatever reason Is unsuccessful Then you have no leg to stand on I know how my own medicine tastes If I deal something out I generally know how to handle it myself Or I will figure out a way to handle it So when people try to Hold me accountable to my word or in the way that I've they try to hold me accountable to my word in the way that I'm holding them accountable to their words, because that's just kind of what we do in the adult world. Like if you're a person who's worth this weight or you worth your salt, if you say you're going to fucking do something, you just do it like because the fuck, why even say it? So if I say I'm going to do something or if I don't live up to the expectation or if I happen to be incorrect and not aware that I'm incorrect. If somebody catches me on that, it's like, I'll think about it. Do I have a way out? That's legit. Do I have a legitimate? No. Okay, Well, you know what? Fair enough. You got me, You're wrong. I mean, you got me, I'm wrong. I'm wrong about that. I didn't foresee this. I didn't see this coming. Like admitting I have a weakness or admitting that somewhere I failed short isn't really a problem for me. So you're not really giving me a taste of medicine, which you could deem my own, which I haven't already taken myself. Like the thing that you're going to say to me, it might be something I haven't thought of. But generally, I've held myself to the standard of accountability, which, you know, which is somewhat equivalent to what governs the society we live in. Like, you know, we don't have to tell you that you shouldn't murder people. We don't have to tell you that you shouldn't steal like blah, blah, blah. Like that. that's that's understood, you know. And when you say that you're not going to do that by making a decision to be a citizen, being a part of the community, living in a society, you have an unspoken agreement that you are going to allow yourself to be bound by the rules that govern that society. So I try to treat my behavior in the same form. Like I don't need to be told certain things not in the sense that no one can tell me or like I don't want to hear it but I don't need to be told it as if it's news to me as if it's something that I didn't previously understand like I under, I, I get this because if I didn't think I could do it when I said it when I, was, when I had the opportunity to say it I would acknowledge my unsurety and my lack of confidence in a situation to some degree you know I'd be like hey look you know I'm not going to guarantee you I can pull this off. I'm not I'm not 100% with this. I'm not no pro, you know. I've just done it a few times. I got a little know-how whoop-de-whoop just hypothetically speaking, you know. So you can go in making an informed decision. So if I, for whatever reason, cannot live up to the expectation in which I'm trying to, you knew that that possibility existed going in. You knew there was a chance that I could not be what I said I would be, you know. So anybody that just tries to flip shit on me is like it's not a waste of, it's, it's a waste of time because i'm not in competition with you i don't care about winning arguments i care about becoming better and that's the medicine i take every day so when i say things to these people i'm not saying it to put, place myself on the moral high ground or say i'm better than you or it's not about winning arguments to me it's not about the fucking brownie points and the virtue signaling. it's about making actual concrete changes that won't just benefit you It'll benefit the people that you are around. Like you have a a much more magnetic and and far-reaching value as opposed to just being good enough for yourself. Like the real value comes from what you could do for other people. So I taste that medicine every day. There's no need to give me that medicine. There's no need to enter into a dick measuring contest with me because I don't care about the size of your dick. I barely care about the size of mine. Like, it is what it is, you know? That's one of my favorite phrases to live life by. It is what it is because it is what it is. Like, and that's just that. That's the way the world works. If you don't like it, live on Mars. (laughs) The Fuck. You should taste your own medicine because being self-aware is a crucial skill that a lot of people in this generation and in this society nowadays lack. It seems to be literally just phasing itself out of the population. Self-awareness should damn near be taught in elementary school be self-aware be it's it's that's the medicine just be self-aware you know so i hope you absorb that information i hope you retain some of it we're gonna get on to the second place topic of the day second place. Hang in there. We, got, we still, got some, still got some good shit to go. So if you know me, you would know that for the beginning bulk of my life, like my childhood, early childhood, I was devoid of role models. So now that I'm, I'm almost a middle-aged adult, I look back on some of the people that I, I admired in a way. And in that way being whether they're actually a real person or whether they're an animated character or whether it's a personality or something that's not a tangible functioning human being. Like doesn't necessarily have to be a real person who's living a real life. It could be something from 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 pop culture, media, like some type of personality I admire. And I took a little bit from them, like everybody that I admire. Like there, there's something about them There's a quality or there's a method Or there's a, a feature of theirs That's that's admirable for whatever reason And I try to look for that In anybody that I'm gonna like Admire or you know Fucking become a fanatic of I, It's gotta be something admirable about you Something that makes that, that, That's worthy of a positive judgment And Rick Sanchez From Rick and Morty when, I first, when Rick and Morty first came out, I wasn't even interested in it. I'm like, I see this old fucking dude in a lab coat, a little boy, like, just some pedophile shit. Like, what is this? But I forget where I was. It was shortly after the pandemic. You know, Yeah, it was shortly after the pandemic had started. And I was uh, living with my boss when I was working at Otis Supply in Ferndale, Michigan. And um, I was at his house and they put it on I think they started from season one episode one like when the whole Rick and Morty plot unfolds and the shit was hilarious and then ever since then i am definitely been on a Rick and Morty uh, on, a, on a Rick and Morty hype train it's too bad Justin Roiland got caught up with that domestic violence shit I saw a uh, headline on it but I, I don't really know any intimate details regarding that shit but it said he got found guilty of like domestic violence or some shit so I don't know what the future of Rick and Morty holds it can't, can't be good if he was beating up his spouse. As I said, I don't know any true details about the story, so I would just I would skip over that. But, uh, yeah, like Rick, for those who aren't familiar with Rick and Morty for some reason, um, Rick is like a fucking, he's a, he's a genius. He's a scientist. He invented this thing called Portal Tech, where it's like he gets this gun and he shoots out a portal and he can basically Access an infinite domain, an infinite just selection of resources. He can find a, 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 a not resources, of universes. He can just step through the portal and basically hop into any possible reality associated with a, with a parallel universe. So if he fucking creates some type of monster or something in one universe that destroys the planet, he can just portal over into another one where... He still exists or you know, a copy of the world he lives still exists, but with different circumstances. And there was no limit to this. And Morty is his 14-year-old grandson who just trying to be a normal teenager, you know, wanna ask out girls, wanna get his grades up and yada yada yada. Not the smartest, but he's a timid little shy little fucking boy in high school very average, very plain, nothing, no talent, anything inherently, and he likes to watch porn, he's an avid pornography watcher, which, you know, who the fuck was it as a teenager, I know I sure was, so yeah, he takes him on all these crazy ass adventures, and as the seasons progress, like, you know, like, the way the things progress in Rick and Morty is like, they progress, but there are like consequences like whatever he like he meets Birdman in one episode I mean bird person in one episode and the shit they do is referenced in a later episode and like everybody's there for a reason it's just not like at the end of every episode all the consequences of the actions that they did in that one episode don't necessarily carry over to the next it's the opposite of that shit matters in the Ricky and verse. so he's taking them on all these adventures and like they're near death and like they do something drastic that affects the homeostasis of reality just everything being fucking no chaos or order like they always manage to create the chaos like they always do but rick finds a way or he is fucking genius works against him and he fucks himself and like morty's there he always finds the courage or whatever to like get him out of the situation and you know this is how they coexist and like he kind of brings Morty out of his shell. Like, he doesn't insulate him like his parents do. And they don't just look at him like... He's just another boy who needs to be doing this and doing that in high school. Like, he kind of grows up quick fucking with Rick. But the thing with Rick is, when he developed that Portal Tech... And he saw the potential. Like, if you want to see the backstory on how he got that, You have to watch all that. I said enough about them. But the thing about Rick Sanchez that makes me identify with him... is Like, the dude is fucking smart. I'm nowhere near as, like, even... Comparatively smart as Rick Sanchez, but I'm a pretty smart person. And it's like, I feel like Rick achieving that portal tech was the proof to the question, to the answer to the question, does anything really matter? Like, him understanding that he could live life effectively, consequence free, it destroyed him inside. Like, now he knows nothing really matters, so he can act with impunity damn near foresight like you know per se I mean he can he can just like what matters if he fucks something up step over to another universe and fix that shit you have an infinite amount of families an infinite amount of universes like like you would think such a powerful discovery couldn't really yield such a negative effect on him like he he's at odds with himself and he doesn't he has like acquaintances but he doesn't really have many friends. Like, he treats Morty like shit. And like it's all an attempt to hide his insecurities. It's all an attempt to showcase that, like, he he is the greatest. Like, the flaws that you suffer from aren't the flaws that I suffer from. Like, I'm I'm virtually what everybody fucking wants to be. And He's a very intelligent person, but intelligence, I feel like, inherently comes with sadness. Because, like, the smarter you get, the more you realize that things aren't what they were, which are the things that you found joy in. And you have to, like, rebuild your paradigm, per se. Like, it's not... it's, It's a very depressing thing. I feel like part of going into your adult life is realizing that Nobody told you it was gonna be this way, or whatever the fuck he says in that song. Like, you've been bamboozled to some degree. Like, the world ain't the world you live as a child, and the early adolescent, and like into adulthood. It's, it's some stark differences that, if you're not raised a certain way, like I don't think most people possess the the cognitive dexterity to fucking even pick up on that. Like, you gotta. Something in you gotta know what the fuck is going on around you In order for you to really make a distinction like that You gotta be hip to something You know And if you're not then you just You grow up in this blissful ignorance Where like certain things are important Or like people's opinion and just, Like your set of values and beliefs are vastly different You know And That intelligence Like it's a, it's a good thing But like It come with a lot of acceptance if you're gonna handle it well. Like if you're gonna be a smart person, you have to be willing to accept that. In order for life to be beautiful, it's got to be ugly. Like you do not just get a beautiful life with no ugliness. You do not just get a life just soaked in ugliness and no happiness whatsoever. Like or I mean, no beauty whatsoever. I'm fucking stoned, but yeah oh shit that's my coffee maker. you don't you don't get to have both of those so like depending on the type of person you are or depending on the type of person that you can be I think it's a good thing that like everybody's not just fucking wise like it's just good for the balance of things and I feel like I ended on the on the wise side so it's like if it's, it's advantages to being smart but I don't think being intelligent can have advantages without having some drawbacks and one of those drawbacks in is that you see things for how they really are and how they really are is not necessarily you know a pleasant view you know there are some harsh truths and realities associated with life that I don't really think civilization could even be if it weren't for some of these harsh realities like everything that's made to benefit us comes at a cost everything and I always try to look at both sides of the coin when I'm thinking in in terms of a subject and my ability to do that and to do it whilst remaining true to facts and objective reality is like the origin of my intelligence it's not so much that I know a lot of shit but it's my capability of understanding and my open-mindedness and my... uh, my willingness and ability to look at situations from many different angles and on some things not even really have an idea on what's right or wrong, just as a, a fact of what is, you know? And I think that level of intelligence has caused me to like isolate to a degree in my life and like realize that it's not many places where I fit in because I just look at this as like just another exercise in something trivial, mundane and mind numbing. Like, just don't. I don't like I get on my social media and not go down and look at the type of shit certain people are talking about. And it's like what the fuck. I've been on Facebook almost 15 years. Like I've been friends with some of you guys for a long time. I it, I get memories on when we first became friends in my Facebook feed. I'm just like, there's just no fucking way I can get along with this person. Like the antisocial is not necessarily my choice, but it doesn't bother me either because it's like I know it's only I know what type of people I want to be around and I haven't found those people yet. I've not found him yet. Like, I'll entertain some of this nonsense and shit just to be able to, you know, comfortably step through society and not be labeled as some fucking weirdo outcast because that's not the outcome I'm gunning for. But, like, I feel a sadness that, like, if I am if I wanted to fit into a circle right now, I'd have to basically invent a personality that I'm not... It's, it's a huge front to a degree. I almost would, like, have to beat two different people, because I'm not afraid to be my real self, but I'm not necessarily traditional, or something that's the full, raw, uncut me would not be generally palatable, pa- palatable, you know, just for the average person. Like, I feel like the type of person I am, I was not meant to have many friends. I was not meant to be gregarious and just out and about, and frolicking and shit, and, and shucking and jiving, like, that just, that's just not how I, meant, how I meant to be. I got a lot of acquaintances, but not many friends. And it's just, it's one phrase. It was on the episode where they had just came back. It was it was at the beginning of season two, because in the end of season one, they fucking had threw a house party and fucked everything up and Rick gave them something that froze time, right as their parents was getting ready to come home. And they froze time and they left it that way for six months. And then they came back and they had uncertainty and their uncertainty caused a ripple in the fucking times in, in the time. And it separated them into two separate realities due to their uncertainty. And every time they was uncertain about something, that number doubled. And like in that episode, he said, and he said, uncertainty is inherently unstable. At some point, something either is or isn't. And we got about four hours to be is or will be isn't. You know, like everything is inherently uncertain. I mean, uncertainty is inherently unstable. Everything's something either is or isn't. Like, making those kind of, like, those kind of judgments. And, like, just his, how he's just always a step ahead in that regard. Like, it might be arrogance or whatever, but I feel like to some degree, that's just how I am. Like, I got a Rick Sanchez inside me. Like, I feel that way about People and things. Sometimes it's like I'm just so over this shit. Like if this is the rest of life, like you could just kill me now. And I know that's kind of morbid and just it's it's an appalling fucking way to view the world. But I'm shit, man. I just ain't nothing new under the sun. I'm just privileged. I was able to exist in this period of life when things was going as good as they are now. Like I don't have too many complaints. (laughs) Shit, but. I just feel that, that, that sadness, like it's that happiness, but it's that sadness to like, to just, you know, to really get unplugged from the matrix. It's like, it, you know, I can see why a person would wanna absorb themselves self in this and just vibe with the comfort and the predictability of it, but I'm just not one of them people. It's just not gonna work for me. I gotta find my niche somewhere else, you know? But that's why I think Rick Sanchez was the one that stood out to me the most, like, as I really started watching the series, like I really identified with him. Like you see him wanting to kill himself. you going through that shit, but he obviously still living. You just see how he just courageously tackles the universe. Like I don't want to be play out exactly like Ari Sanchez is. I don't want to be like a fucking nihilistic drunk, but you know, I just want the knowledge. And then I want the to the ability to figure out how to handle it all responsibly. And in a way that causes the least amount of harm to the least amount of people. That's how I would want to handle that situation. But then again, I'm not an animated character. But he is my spirit animal. And if you don't agree with that doctrine, something's wrong with your brain, not mine. Everything's okay with me. You are the entire problem. And you seem to be, that you'll always be the problem. So I'm just going to ignore you so I can, you know, live in my fantasy world without fuckers like you coming around busting my bubbles. With that awful joke being spewed, let's move on to the main topic of the day. The first place topic. All right. At the uh, topic of the day... I gotta admit, like, this topic kind of gave me anxiety because when I started to do it and sound right didn't feel right, I had to uh, tweak it a few times and, like, really, really, really massage it and work it down to the, something that is a idea that can be communicated. Like, I had to make sure all the files was in the folder and in the correct order to where I can... Somewhat organize this into just something, something, something legible. Something that can be fucking, that, that makes sense. Still giving me a little anxiety now. But we'll push through it. Because uh, shit's got to get done. I'm trying to just roll this fucking joint. And it's kind of fucked up. But that's why you don't smoke Honey dutches I should know that by now. Anywho. So yeah, something I've been seeing in my country, in my United States of America, is it seems to be just a fundamental misunderstanding of some pretty basic guidelines and just the the, the way things are supposed to work and why things work that way. That's why today's topic rules, exceptions, and consequences is just kinda how I thought there's the only way I could really boil it down. Like, what's the confusion with it? And I think out of those three things, the one that people have confusion with is, is consequences. Like when you hear consequence, you think of it like as a as a as a negative thing, like, you know. If you run out in the street while cars are coming, the consequence is you get you get hit by a fucking car, and it's going to damage you. You know. But consequence ain't always a negative thing because if you look at it like, if I studied all night long for a week to be ready for this test, and when the test come, I got an A plus. Well, the A plus is the consequence. Of you studying so much Are you putting in more work Like I don't know if people have a Connotation issue Or if They're just really playing dumb But like Every action you take Has a consequence You don't really get away With anything Your actions can Have consequences for other people Other people's actions Other people's actions can have consequences that affect you. You know, that's why there are rules in place so it can govern and guide the way you act and behave so that you incur the least amount of undesirable and negative consequences. The consequences of all your actions will be positive and something that you want to happen for the most part. A lot of people think they are an exception To a rule Because of one thing or another Or they have an excuse Or some reason Some some type of garbage As to why they are above the rule Or it just doesn't apply to them Or they have some excuse They have some reason Why they don't have to do this shit And you know I think it's gotten real confusing just like how people think they can change like inherent rules of life like the rules of reality like you know how they have like laws of physics laws and rules you might as well use those words interchangeably at this moment like laws rules of physics like you you can't fly like unless you have on some type of apparatus designed to like make you aerodynamic and drift about the air like you can't fly if you jump off a building just how you are you're going to plummet toward the ground and you know the consequence of that is you, you either have some type of parkour technique that'll prevent you from taking damage or you're going to take damage possibly die depending on what you're jumping off or of, how high it is and what surface you landing on you know it's consequences for fucking everything so I wrote a couple examples of like things we're gonna call rules for the sake of me just making this something palatable and bite-sized and easy to understand. But one rule I have when it comes to discussing topics of any, you know, of any seriousness with a degree of importance and significance, like we're not just hypothetically speaking here, we're talking a real topic, like we sharing real. Profound thoughts You know One of my rules is We gotta make sure We on the same page Language wise Like People like to use All these Fucking phrases Or all this lingo or All this terminology And shit That's not Universally fucking understood And universally accepted Like we don't need To have any Fogginess Or some gray area When it comes to the shit We talking about So, in terms of this discussion, I looked up definitions to some key words that I'm going to be using when I'm going through these examples. And I figure I'll go through them right now just to make sure we're all caught up and on the same page before we get into the meat and potatoes of this shit. So, the first word to define is rule. Rule. In the sense not in the in the in the verb sense to like rule a nation like what a as, a as a noun One of a set of explicit or understood regulations of principles governing conduct within a particular activity or sphere One of a set of explicit or understood regulations of principles governing conduct within a particular activity or sphere Sphere whatever Next one is exception Exception A person or thing that is excluded from a general statement Or does not follow a rule Person or thing that is excluded from a general statement And does not follow a rule Keep that one in mind Consequence Consequence A result or effect of an action or condition A result or or effect of an action or condition. excuse excuse as a noun a reason or explanation put forward to either defend or justify fault or offense or conceal the real reason for an action, a pretext. It's a reason or an explanation put forward to defend or justify fault or offense, or conceal the real reason for an action, a pretext. And the last definition, what we really got to pay attention to, because like I think all three of these defin all three of these definitions are relevant. General. General. Affecting. Hold on. Affecting. Or I can't even read my own handwriting. That's that's terrible. Affecting or affecting most people, places, or things, widespread, of a rule or principle, true for all or most cases. Considering or including the main features or elements of something and disregarding exceptions overall. Once again, that's Affecting most people, places, or things; widespread, of a rule or principle. Was that rule word true for all or most cases? Considering or including the main features or elements of something and disregarding exceptions overall. Okay, now that we're on the same page, what what kind of made me think of this topic is I'm thinking about when I'm when. I'm watching certain discussions or I'm having certain discussions with people this is something that happens a lot and I I would like to I want to see it stop I want to see it just not happen anymore it's so destructive and it, it just it, it fucking it creates unnecessary topics in the conversation that just don't we, we don't need to talk about some of this shit but somebody doesn't understand that what we're talking about and that we're trying to stay locked in on that somebody doesn't get it so what I did was I wrote five sentences their statements and I'm going to break them down we're going to consider these five statements to be rules I'm going to break them down from just based on all the vocabulary we just defined and the message I'm trying to send here like rules, exceptions, and consequences So the first two statements are pretty, they like vice versa in a way. So I'm going to read the first two. Rule number one, men don't prefer fat women. Rule number two, women don't prefer broke men. Rule number one, men don't prefer fat women. Rule number two, women don't prefer broke men. Now, what do these statements have in common? These are general sweeping statements. Vast generalization. Like when I say men, if I don't say which men I'm talking about, then this means all men everywhere. Like the, like if you was just reach into the population and pick a random man. Yeah, that guy. That's what I'm talking about. And I mean, the population of the world Just, do, just point one out. Man, that guy. That's who I'm referring to. And I'm referring to that person every time you do that. Same with women. Women don't prefer broke men. These are general statements. So we just define the word general. What does it say? It says affecting most people or places or things. True for all or most cases. Considering or including the main features or elements of something. And disregarding exceptions overall. Okay. So we're there. So what I see is. If you're talking to, and this is most, this is mostly when, you, when when you talk to women. Some guys do this too, but I see this mostly in women. I say men don't prefer fat women. They'll have a response that says something like, "Well, some men do," and I'm just instantly floored by that shit every time I hear it. Like some men do, it's like wow you're such a scholar like I can't believe I have the benefit like you just you just a pioneer when it comes to original and fresh ideas huh like some men do it's like okay first of all we made a general statement and we define what that means and it said some men do means the exception to that rule is not all men uh not all men don't prefer fat women that's the exception like any anything against that Would be an exception Especially based on preference But it's like I'm speaking generally So when I'm speaking generally That means I'm considering Or including the main features Or elements of something And disregarding exceptions overall So like Why are you telling me About the exception And trying to use that As an argument Against what the rule is Like some men do Who gives a damn Like Who gives a damn If some men do Like That does not qualify it As an exception That's something that's excluded from a general statement or does not follow a rule like Yeah, that's the exception, but the general statement disregards exceptions That's what I'm trying to say The generals, when you hear general statements You need to eliminate the little minor fringe group that goes against the grain of that statement Because that's what speaking general is And that's not, it's not a counter argument Simply for the fact that it was stated generally now, if I tweak them statements a little bit and said short bald men don't prefer fat women or tall women don't prefer or, or, or tall women with long hair don't prefer broke men. So now it's basically saying if you're not a short bald man or a tall woman with long hair, then I'm not talking to you. That's called being specific. That's not being general. So when you make a specific statement, if you a tall woman with long hair and you actually don't mind your man being broke, now nah, that nah, you got more detail and you can always get more detail with that. The more detailed it is, the more you could, for lack of a better term, feel targeted. Like, <laughs> cause it's like, okay, nah, you're not just speaking generally. You've added some, some specificity to it. Like it's not just nonsense. And it bothers me because it helps. It tells me understand, that people don't really understand the rules of words, for one. Like, words and definitions, they have meaning. They have rules to it. You can't just, as does, as does life in general. Like, not like, you know, necessarily laws, but like, in life, one rule is like, it. every action has a reaction. Like, there's consequences for everything you do. Because if a consequence is a result or an effect of an action or condition, like you always making actions and you always under some kind of condition. So it's like everything you do has a consequence. And some people don't believe that. Some people think they're the exception to the rule that that everything has a consequence. Every action you take has a consequence. Some people think they're the exception to that. Or they have an excuse. That there's some divine... Individual just separated from you know shit happening to them as a result of something they did, you know. It's like oh yeah, and while I'm talking about this exception, let me sneak this in here. I also found this little thing called the exception proves a rule. So like <clears throat> the exception proves the rule. I gotta an example sentence for that. It's to say, oh okay, yeah, women don't prefer broke men. You say, some women do prefer that. Well, if some women do prefer that, then that proves that the fact that it's an exception to that rule proves that that rule is there for a reason. Like, you know, that proves the exception, proves the rule. Both statements are true. Because if your statement is true about there being an exception to a rule, if there's no rule, there can be no exception to the rule. It's not a counter argument, and it's general on purpose. Like, people need to speak generally because nobody has time to specifically define every single viewpoint, every single avenue, and every single everything. Like, who the fuck has time for that? Nobody has time to do all that. And by having an exception, you're proving that there's that the rule's there for a reason. Otherwise, we wouldn't need to have an exception. And it's like, if somebody has a counter-argument after that, that that makes sense please share it with me so i'll know because at that point the shit's dead if the exception proves the rule the shit's dead that ends that discussion who gives a fuck about your exception like let's talk about what we're talking about not in a mindset to to just make what i'm saying wrong a couple get back to these sentences okay this one says you are not allowed to steal rule number 3 you are not allowed to steal Rule number four, you are not allowed to murder. Now, these are not general statements because it says you. And if you learn back in subjects and predicates, well, no, that's this ain't an imperative sentence, but like when it says you, like you are the subject of the of the sentence. So everything like are not allowed to steal. You as the subject are not allowed to steal as a predicate. So this is talking about you, whoever's reading it. And that's specific. So I don't think I wouldn't consider these general statements. And it tells you you are not allowed to steal. Now, what would be some group of people that's allowed to steal? Who's an exception to that rule? And if you are an exception to that rule, you need a reason why. Why are you allowed to steal? You're not allowed to steal. You, if you're reading this, you are not allowed to steal. There's no exception to that rule. You are not allowed to steal unless you have nothing. Like, no, it doesn't say that for a reason. You are not allowed to murder. You are not allowed to steal. There are no exceptions, there is no excuse. If you do steal, there will be a consequence. Just like there's a consequence if you don't steal, which is the consequence is your freedom, your continued freedom you know And this is not a general statement. This is just talking specifically to whoever the fucks reading it. It doesn't it doesn't carve out anything else. Like you can't make assumptions. Like things need to be clear. Things need to be able to be precise. You know. My last one says you must be 21 or older to do insert activity. The rule is you not the general, specific. So you're talking about whoever's reading this. You must be 21. Is there an exception? No. There is no exception. If you have to be 21 years old, there's no exception. If you're 20 years, 11 months, and 29 days old, that's not over 21. There's no exception. There's no excuse. <laughs> And the consequence of doing something like that, like if a liquor store gets caught in a sting and they sell liquor to an underage person, if they give liquor to an underage person, the consequence is they're going to lose their fucking liquor license or they're going to have to pay a fine because that's the rule and they're not the exception. Why aren't they the exception? Because there is no exception. There is no exception. Unless an exception is carved out in the rule There is no exception You can't just say you're an exception Because you know the words I'm an exception Like It's that narcissism A lot of people think they're above rules They think they're above consequences Or they have an excuse You know They think they're above that shit But they're not Because We're all playing by the same rules of life. Depending on where you are, the rules slightly vary, but there is nowhere you can go where there aren't no there aren't any rules, especially if you don't own it. And even if you own it, you've probably got some rules for other people. You can't go anywhere without having some some type of some type of conduct, some code of conduct that you must adhere to and abide by. And if you don't, there will be consequences. Very, The exceptions are supposed to be rare Exceptions aren't counter arguments Like people need to understand that I see it happen so often And it's so fucking frustrating Exceptions are not counter arguments You have to actually have a valid point To prove that This rule might affect you disproportionately And something should be done about it not just the fact that you don't want to abide by it. So keep not abiding by rules and keep getting negative consequences and the undesirable consequences. But just don't hate the player. Hate the game. Because uh, shit. Players bound by the rules. You can't play chess and break the rules of chess and continue to play chess. Then it's just nonsense at that point. Same way with life. These rules are here for a reason. And if you're thinking you can change them or bend them or modify them like because you're you, you're part of the problem. And I'm wondering what the consequence of being part of the problem is. Well, I'm seeing it. (laughs) And I don't like it. And with that being said, I'm going to wrap up this little tangent. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for bearing with me. I tried to guide that shit to some degree or in some fashion because it was sounding like like gobbledygook first time I went through it. But uh, I got it done. We get it out there. Move forward. Until next time, i see you again. Keep it chill. All that good stuff. Hasta luego.